welcome to this podcast from Decipher Consulting, looking at variations. In this brief podcast, our founder and managing director, Paul Gibbons, takes a look at why variations as a concept exist and what they are. This is part of a series of podcasts on variations based on a webinar by the ICCP. Thank you for listening and we hope you'll tune in for the next. So why do we need variation provisions? Well, variation provisions are there to provide several benefits for both the parties in the construction contract. The employer has flexibility to make the changes to amend the project so that they get what they want in effect. The effectiveness of the original contract date and the original contract is preserved. The contractor is entitled to be compensated for both time and money for doing the extra work. This is really key. We all know that, and I'm sure we've all experienced on the webinar, that the original contract sum that we start with is always different than the the start point for various reasons, whether that be for direct variations or claims for loss and expense and or delay and disruption. You may well have changes to meet unforeseen circumstances or change requirements, which are forced upon the employer and the project after the contract has been signed. So we need to have provision within the contract to allow that variation to be to be accommodated. And a variation is made under the contract as opposed to a variation to the contract. So we're not actually varying varying the terms of the contract, basically saying that you can carry out additional works under the contract and be paid for on as a variation for both the direct cost and indeed any time-related impacts. So common issues that we come across are, is the work instructed already in the contract? Got to be really careful here. This goes back to in understanding what your contract is from the outset and fully understanding what your contract documents are, what your drawings are, what your specification is, what you're obligated to do. Does the contract allow the employer or its agents or employees to instruct variations of the work itself? This is quite key in the UK in so much as under the NEC, it's the project manager who has the authority to instruct additional changes, compensation events, they're called. But also he can delegate to a supervisor and that supervisor must have delegated powers to instruct compensation events if indeed that is the case. Under JCT, there's obviously the employer and sorry, the architect and the contract administrator that normally have the responsibility to instruct variations. And under FIDIC, there is the engineer that has the instruction to instruct variations. So can an instruction be given for work to be deleted or omitted? Need to be an understanding of that fact. And is the contractor entitled to be paid for a variation? This is quite key because we often see here in the UK and indeed the international contract that we come across that the standard forms have been amended so much so that the entitlement to be paid in accordance with the standard form has changed and one needs to be mindful of that when you are signing up to a contract indeed and when you're valuing variations accordingly be very careful of the notice provisions that exist within the contracts. So for example, under the NEC, and I'll touch upon this a little bit later on, a variation under the NEC is called a compensation event. And that compensation event must be notified predominantly within eight weeks of it being first found or or felt. After that eight weeks, predominantly the contractor or the subcontractor loses its right to claim for that compensation event. So it's really quite key. Has any condition pressing to payment imposed by the contract being fulfilled. Again, be mindful of the words there, condition precedent. What must you do in accordance with the contract to ensure that you are going to receive payment? So for example, if the contract says that your variation order 
has to be issued on pink paper to make it valid and it's a condition precedent to payment make sure it's issued on pink paper as part of the variation order these are things which are nuances in in, in standard forms of contract which you'll find as additional variations and, and indeed clauses to adhere to and indeed how is a variation to be valued is it to be valued using the bill rates under the standard terms is it to be valued using star rates is it day works again fully understand what is the basis of valuing the variation? Because they all, they all differ. Thanks again for tuning in. In part two, Paul will be looking at what a variation is and how you should approach variations should you encounter one. While we've taken every effort to ensure the accuracy of the podcast at the time of production, no reliance should be placed upon it and neither Decipher or the team take any responsibility for any errors or omissions in the cast. Thank you again for tuning in and we'll hope you join us for the next one.